Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, you're listening to a very special episode of Popcorn Pals, where I sit down with the writer-director of Bad Behaviour, Alice Inglert. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff, and this is Popcorn Pals, a popcorn podcast with Lee and Tim spinoff, where I'll be joined by a rotation of movie-loving legend guest hosts to discuss the latest and greatest new big screen releases. It's the same salty fun with some new flavours. So let's talk bad behaviour for a minute, then jump straight into my chat with writer-director Alice Inglert. So Bad Behaviour follows Lucy, a former child actor, who seeks enlightenment at a retreat led by spiritual leader Elon while navigating her close yet turbulent relationship with her stunt performer daughter, Dylan. Written and directed by Alice Inglert, Bad Behaviour stars Jennifer Connelly, Ben Whishaw, Alice Inglert, Anna Scottney, Dasha Nekrasova, Marlon Williams and Beulah Kwale. Now, Bad Behaviour is about many things – the search for enlightenment and your understanding of it, the relationship you hold with yourself, those you love and the trauma attached to it all. It's about reconnection and bad romance and confronting your demons, all told within the playground of satire. It's a hilarious movie where tragedy and comedy are neck and neck. Writer-director Alice Inglert is an Australian-New Zealand actress and filmmaker whom I had the pleasure of chatting with. Bad Behaviour is her directorial feature debut, and although it's not specifically about Alice's relationship with her own mother, the film was inspired by the numerous spiritual retreats she attended over the years alongside her mum. Inglert has said that most of the characters in the film are retreat archetypes that she herself has played at one point or another in her own quest for spiritual understanding. In my chat, Alice discusses the slippery slope that is catharsis, what her film is trying to say about enlightenment, how focusing on making a drama helped deliver its dark satirical laughs, the letters she wrote the cast, including icon Jennifer Connelly, 
And the nuance of Connolly's brilliant performance and, and the physical demands of her own role in the film in playing a stunt woman. So let's take a listen. Do you think I'm a bad mother? You're not a bad person. It's just bad behavior. Hi, Alice. It's so great to talk to you. Congratulations on your film, Bad Behavior. I had a wicked time watching this movie, but it also deeply moved me too, which is something I just love so much about the comedy satire genre, right? It just, it gets you in the feels, but then gives you abs because you're laughing so much because it's so funny. Tim, I love that. That's so, that's like the heart shred, right? Like (laughs) That's right. That's it. That's exactly right. Now, the mind does anything to stay in power is a line from your film. And I believe you drew inspiration from your own life for your film through the experiences of spiritual retreats that you went on with your mother. Was making this film a cathartic experience for you in some way then? Yeah. I mean, what I loved about making the film, I I went on spiritual retreats with my mother, I also went on my own, made my own way <laughs> into the, waded into the enlightenment genre. And, you know, I think like what I find so interesting about catharsis is it's such a slippery kind of fish mm. to really, um, yeah, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's meant to last, you know, I think the other thing about films is that they are films and not your real life (laughs) and you don't get the catharsis of your film (laughs) through making it. It's actually like a different kind of muscle to do your own life. And that was something I kind of watched growing up in this world was that there is so much that storytelling can do, but it doesn't, it's like, um, um, (laughs) I can only think of the worst metaphors. <laughs> Put oh. all the best ones in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in a way, like, the film is still really kind of the thinking about it part. Mm. And the doing it part is, yeah, less glamorous and private and there's not so m- many audiences <laughs> for it. Nor would you want there to be. <laughs> no. Uh, what is what is your film trying to say about the search for spiritual awakenings and enlightened gurus? For me, I am kind of trying to say something that Elon also says in it, which is just that it's both. You know, there's a certain amount of charlatan that is kind of inherent in human behavior. And I think we are struggling a lot at the moment with the kind of paradox of our heroes and behavior. And I think that we like to promise consistency. We like to believe that there is somewhere that we eventually arrive and that we can stay there. I just don't really see that in in nature. I don't really see that as it doesn't, there's no, um, yeah, there's no, there's nothing that I have experienced or, or, or witnessed that has that can be ecstatic and also stay in held in stasis at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's it's something that I I kind of just want people to talk about, and so I wanted to make a film about it, and I wanted it to be in that way where it's like touchable. And yeah, I guess I also just like hearing what other people think about it. So I thought I'd throw down my gauntlet and see what's going on. Is that 
maybe that's not what I mean. Gauntlet is confrontational. I guess I just wanted mm. to be like, what about what about the he hello? Like <laughs> anybody, anybody? You know, it's more that kind of energy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the energy of the film, like I was constantly sniggering while watching and I reveled in its dark and dry humor. Like it's absolutely hilarious. It's right up my alley. Uh, you know, little things like, uh, and they're peppered all the way through so beautifully, you know, the, the retreat being mostly a no technology experience, but the receptionist is playing a violent video game behind the counter is just great. And, you know, satire and comedy is a tightrope to walk and not fall off uh, as you're trying to attempt it. How did you balance your writing and direction to find that sweet spot? I think that I just think life is funny. So we just focused on making a drama and knew that it was going to be funny. Mm. And that was kind of it, to be honest. Like, I always felt the script. It was it was funny reading, um, you know, some people knew it was a dark comedy when they read it and some people didn't and we you know the people who understood that it was a a allowed to be funny and that were the ones that you know made the film with us <laughs> because I you know for me I also don't feel interested in satire making myself when when you feel as though you're the you're the clever ones you know I think mm. you have to I think it's great time to be wearing like your heart on your sleeve in the old culture because I think otherwise we get to feel superior but we don't get to change yeah and you know like I really really wanted to to feel vulnerable and that people could watch the film and laugh knowingly instead of laugh purely you know at, at the scandal oh can I, I always love the way we're always going like can you believe it like can you believe they did that and it's like well kind of because their people have done some seem to keep doing crazy things all the time I don't know what norm um I don't know what norm we we've assumed like yeah mm. oh, I'm at the like yeah stage <laughs> <laughs> I I'm like loving talking to you so much I, I will try not to um too hard and oh we'll you're so lovely Let's talk about Jennifer Connelly, funny, mean, oh, and sometimes just a cunt. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is divine in your movie as Lucy. My gosh, I just loved her performance so much, that line in particular, by the way. Um, how did you come to casting her? Oh, my God. I guess, you know, it's not that miraculous a story, except that it's Jennifer Connelly, so it is. Um, <laughs> I I didn't really know who would be Lucy because it was it's not the kind of character that you go to the Bahamas and you shoot a rom-com and you know you have a good time and you bring your family like it it was something that I was I like oh god we're gonna really need someone who wants to be her or has a yeah who has a kind of like bone to pick with Lucy mm. as a as a character as an as an actor and I know that feeling sometimes I was like someone will have it and that'll be who should be her and Yes, somehow Jennifer's agent got wind of it. I didn't think that she would be interested necessarily. It also almost feels too perfect. I think, yeah, Jennifer exists almost like a, in my brain, it was almost like she is a mysterious, magical creature that is actually not an 
actress who you can approach. That's and- such a beautiful way of describing like her as an as an actress, right? How she presents on screen. That's perfect. I mean, when we realized that there was a chance that she would potentially be interested and that we could send it to her, I, I wrote her a letter. I wrote pretty much everyone, you know, who we were casting the leads a, a letter because I think it's important to know you're wanted mm-hmm. um, and and why. And, yeah, I, I wrote to her and I feel like she make, does this thing where she's both has this sense of another world, like a portal to another place when she's in reality. And I wanted that. And then when she's in a fantasy film or in that genre or something, she always grounds it back into the real world. So I just I feel like she's got this kind of um, revolving door of presences that I was like, yes, please. Speaking of her grounding the role of Lucy, obviously there's some synergies with Jennifer Connelly being a former child star herself. So she could probably draw on those experiences with Lucy. But I want to talk about her physical performance because she's a great like physical comedian as well. And I don't know if it was like intentional, but there were just so many brilliant moments in your film. Like when she's pulling out items from her suitcase, not fully unzipped, just under the bed. She's just, it's just chaotic energy. You know, the slight glances that she's giving when she's supposed to be deep in meditation and, you know, she's looking around with her eyes um, and we can all relate to trying to close those shitty hotel curtains, can't we? You yeah. know, that's just yeah. a never ending nightmare. Uh, were those moments like written in your script or were they, did they develop organically through the rehearsal uh, process that Jennifer kind of fell into in a way? They were written in the script. Um, she's just so good that, and also Matt, the DOP came up with the shot that it would be from inside the bag that we saw the struggle. Yeah, it (laughs) was real. I I love working with him because he just so understands how to to take like the joke to a different visual layer. And yeah, such a genius dude. And the thing is that like, I love that you asked that because Jennifer's so fantastic that you don't know what's organic or what was already there because she makes it feel organic. One of the things that is in the film that did come out of Jennifer was that she really took the the warrior princess that Lucy had once put played as, mm. a, as a child and, um, yeah, had her best and worst experiences of and kind of made it this incredible undercurrent thread in her performance and and in the way that actually ultimately there is any chance of catharsis in the story mm. it's through this kind of like the imagined power of of a girl who could protect herself or who was magical and i kind of loved that she showed this thing that i think actors know about which is this little weird secret world where you're like still can just play that you're powerful for a second and that she made that into Dylan and Lucy's mother and daughter's shared language of like how not much else can work but it can make sense in that in that world together for a moment yeah I would just really love to talk to you about your character of Dylan especially the the physicality of the role because Obviously, Dylan's a, a stunt woman, which is just fantastic. And I loved all those moments. But you you obviously wrote and directed the film. 
and you knowingly throwing yourself into such a physically demanding role, did you know what you were getting yourself into there? Um, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I knew that we were gonna have we were going to go on a search to get, you know, the greatest stunt coordinator that we could possibly have. And we really did have Dana Grant, who was originally Xena yes. and also been Wonder Woman and you know, I have so much respect for, you know, stunt performers and also actors who can get into it to the degree that they do sometimes where they're really doing it. I want to do it, but I also was not insured to be, we couldn't, <laughs> to be, you know, completely out there. So I did quite a lot of it and it was awesome, but I also really didn't want to pretend I was a stunt person in real life just in the film. <laughs> So Jess O'Connor was my stunt double and also was Jennifer's stunt double. So the mother and daughter actually have the same body at some times. There you go. I liked that. Yeah, I like physical stuff. Hey, it makes me feel good. Um, it's good fun. Yeah, I like it when it's just uh, free form a bit. I, I think, you know, Dylan's character was really someone who's trying to run quite literally from all her problems and uh, kind of soothe the potential like emotional pain with a bit of physical pain kind of confuses where it's coming from and the physical pain feels like you can get better from this it's cool yeah. and um, at some point you run out of something and then you're still there and I really wanted to show that because I know a lot of really physical amazing women who who really kind of tussle with life in a way that is I don't always see on screen enough like a certain kind of physicality that's a little bit more random than action film whatever I love action films too I love them all <laughs> uh, thank you so much Alice I'm unfortunately out of time I could talk about this movie with you forever I really really enjoyed it and I can't wait for more audiences to see it so well done I'm so grateful to talk to you. Like, I'm so happy that you felt that way. I love it really too. Did. I think some other people might. Enjoy I'm it. sure they will and enjoy that moment. Oh, fuck. Well, it's, you really don't do it alone. I Takes don't village. Now I'm, now I'm embarrassed of my. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Tim. You're awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, Alice. Take care. I'm just calling because um, I'm going to be on a, a semi-silent retreat in the wilderness, so... Don't contact me, I guess. <sighs> okay. Love you. Honestly, can't wait to interview Alice again. She was incredibly generous and a bit of a legend. I'm sure you could sense how passionate she was about her film and her love of telling stories. She's so intelligent and I'm very invested in seeing what projects she tackles next. Pretty impressive to already have bagged Jennifer Connolly and Ben Wishaw in your first film, right? If you enjoy satire and like to leave a cinema in equal parts deep thought and, and laughter, then bad behavior is for you. Paired with a stunning performance from Jennifer Connolly that will also stay with you. Bad Behaviour is a really good antidote to the crash and bang of a big Hollywood blockbuster that you might be also seeing at this time. Well, I hope you enjoyed this special 
interview episode of Popcorn Pals with writer, director and star Alice Inglert. Bad Behaviour is in Australian cinemas from November 9. Now, before you go, I did just want to share that this will be the last episode of Popcorn Pals. Lee is back from maternity leave, so Popcorn Podcast will be reborn. I can't wait to chat movies with Lee again. The Marvels will be our first review back together, so keep an ear out for that one. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for continuing to listen and engage uh, with my spin-off series over the last few months. I had the best time opening up conversations with fellow critics, content creators, and podcasters within the community, which I just feel so fortunate to be a part of and I absolutely love. I hope these past few months have offered unique and interesting perspectives and voices to conversations around film. I'm so grateful to all my guest co-hosts who joined me and the interview subjects I also had the privilege of speaking with as well. All episodes and interviews can be found wherever you get your podcasts and over on a YouTube channel. And as always, thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time, but next time with Lee. If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, and where all good podcasts are found. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.